the South Congress podcast. And then you got another guy who I'm just going to mention this guy real quick. Uh, this guy who's on Twitter who claims he's a fan of mine. This um, this failed podcaster from Dallas or San Antonio, wherever he's from, you know, with the freaking buzz cut haircut, looking like a looking like a kid from a, a, a house party and all that. Yeah, this guy does an imitation of me, and honestly, and, and like with most other people, it's kind of kind of bad. I mean, it wasn't all that good. Let me just give you some advice, my friend. First of all, if you're going to do a parody of me, it would help to be actually accurate, you know? Uh, you were in here talking about how I, how I tip people, I paid it. Listen, let me tell you something. I have never paid for sex content, okay, on social, on, on the internet. Never done it. Never have, never will. I don't need to. I don't need to. All right. So if you're going to do a parody me, it would help if you were actually accurate in what you were in what you were imitating. And on top of that, and let me just say this real quick, because I kind of got to get going now. Um, tell your tell those coons in your goddamn timeline to keep my name out of the fucking mouth. Bitching and moan. Oh, you mentioned this guy again. Oh, you mentioned this guy again. Shut the fuck up. Pansy ass bitch. Pansy ass fucking losers. None of you losers can do what I do. None of you. None of you. So do yourself a favor. Keep my name out of your fucking mouth and try and make a fucking channel out for your for yourselves. Try and do your own content instead of mooching off my shit. Try and do that. So that's all I want to say for this. So thanks for watching here. Until next time, Wrestling Talk. I'm, I gotta get out of here. So see you guys later. The South Congress Podcast is a lifestyle show that sometimes crosses over into mature territory. The views expressed are those of the hosts and guests who come from different backgrounds and experiences. Listener discretion is advised. Could say for DVDs. Oh, sorry. Yo, it's the South Congress Podcast, episode 125. My name is Cameron. Yeah, I'm Tristan. It's been it's been almost a month mm-hmm. since we've really kind of sat down. South and Congress is just about dead. Yeah, right? Um, it's a it, failed podcast. Yeah, it's a failed <laughs> podcast from... Uh, from Dallas or San Antonio. Dallas or San Antonio, for mm-hmm. sure, for sure. Um, no, I think it's really been a combination. It's been the holidays. You know, my birthday was a couple weeks ago. I just turned 35. Um, old so fuck. We, yeah, right? We got together that weekend. Um, and then um, last weekend was kind of transitioning into Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then Christmas was this week. Um, and we got New Year's coming up. So this is definitely going to be the last show of 2020 um, as far as both you and I both being on it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess let's let's kind of start there, man. Um, you want to sum up your 2020? Uh, it's been interesting. It's been crazy. Um, I, I don't want to sound insensitive, but, um, I, you know, financially, I, I came out on top. You know, which is good. I, I cleared some debt. Mm-hmm. Uh, credit card debt is just about uh, done. My trucks paid off. Uh, student loans are almost paid off. I'm filling out paperwork right now to try and get my last uh, $3,700 forgiven. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully that gets approved. If I do that, I literally will only have just this mortgage payment mm-hmm. and, you know, utilities and that's it and cell phone and that's it. Like, I won't have anything to pay. Yeah, to, to start there, because of course, guys, like, you know us, you hear us talk every week, you know the things that we legitimately value and so this yeah. is just us like addressing a, a thing. I mean, it was a, a very similar situation for me. Like all of a sudden, like there were things I could take care of because the biggest difference for us was we stopped going out, you know? And so that's, for me, 
like as heavy as I was in the streets, even though we was only out one day a week, that's probably a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, like not buying new clothes, Mm -hmm. you know, even though I was getting haircuts, not getting a haircut every other week because I'm not out like, um, you know, think about the money I'd save on gas, like all that stuff kind of died. And so I was able to, I also paid off a car. Um, I paid off three credit cards i want to say um to the point where like my big card they end up giving me like an extra twenty five hundred dollars i'm like hey um we see that you're not using the money how about we give you some more money and hopefully now you'll use it's like nah 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 you're not gonna trick me Mm -hmm. um i think that was the biggest thing i told myself it was probably like into the summer i did a couple of things i said yo um absolutely only use a credit card Mm -hmm. If it's something, it either had to be over a certain dollar amount or I had to not have the money. I was never in a situation where I didn't have the money. So, like, when I hit on sneakers, that's on a credit card. You know what I'm saying? Because it's yeah. like, if that's the only thing I'm paying with on a credit card, I'll pay that off in a month. Like, that's not no big thing. But oh, that's that was another more, conversation, too. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. So, that was more in the moment. Um, but then, um, yeah, my my credit score went up, like... Yeah, I don't want to give you the number because then <laughs> people start to do the math, but significantly over this time because mm-hmm. I wasn't using cards and I paid off, like I said, paid off a car, um, like opened a new card, you know, just all the stuff you do normally, right? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so that was like, uh, that, that was a big difference for me. This is, um, as somebody who is not super responsible coming out of college and in their 20s, like it was all of a sudden like, oh, now I understand how people aren't in a bad position. Sometimes they just stay in the fucking house. <laughs> and then yeah. they stay in the house and you take care of shit. And, and then, you know, then you're doing okay. So that was, um, yeah, like I said, a similar experience for me. Um, let's see. Uh, so t- talk about how it's affected you professionally, 2020. Uh, I mean, like I said, it's been interesting uh, just because, you know, you go from every day, you know, having a routine, have your kids, do your lessons and <clears throat> excuse me. And then, you know, you do your thing and you move on. Uh, you know, this year we had to move to we moved from remote from uh, blah, blah, blah. literally for like the first nine weeks of school. We started in August, I think, 17th. And we didn't go all back on site till like mid-October is when we officially were back. And me, me doing like PE and athletics. You know, it was challenging. It was tough because, you know, obviously virtually, uh, number one, a lot of these kids don't have their cameras on or, you know, like a lot of them like say, oh, my camera's not working in my mind. I'm like, yeah, bullshit, kid, you know, and um, but, you know, um, you can't really tell if if they got it on. So and then when you try to do workouts, you know, some kids, they don't have the cameras on. there's only so much you can do virtually online with PE. You can't be like, okay, hey, let's go for a run because then, you know, we're, we're, okay, where are we running to? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of thing. And then, um, so we mainly kept to like just teach them how to lift, like, you know, doing like bicep curls, like, you know, um, overhead shoulder press, like, you know, just things like that, squats or whatever. And, uh, you know, obviously some kids may or may not have access to weight. So we would just tell them, like, we're not looking to bulk up or nothing. We just want to work on the mechanics of it, so get what you got around. So some kids would get, like, uh, food can items. Uh, some would get, like, water bottles. We even had one kid, he would grab his cat to do body squats. 
<laughs> like, hold yeah, I, I remember yeah. you saying that. Just yeah. grab his damn cat and do squats. I'm like, all right, man, whatever works. You know, some kids grab like vacuum cleaners. So, I mean, like I said, it, it changed drastically in that fashion. Like, you're you're having to go from in person having so many kids, and even now that we're back in person, we're very limited on what we can and cannot do. Like, we were told flat out that okay, you know, now that you're back in, like, kids cannot share equipment. You know, they, they got to keep their hands themselves, this and this. So we're like, okay, well, that eliminates like 90% of what we can normally do. And I mean, now that I have pre-athletics, it's very tough. So I've had to improvise. Like, so some days, you know, I, I teach them like football stuff, mainly like, okay, this is how you get a three-point stance. This is how like, uh, you know, linemen, you know, this is how, you know, you do like a zone step, you know, how to pull, that kind of thing. And, you know, it, it's been tough. So, like, I, I can't just get a football and be like, okay, hey, toss the football to these kids and do routes because every kid has to have their own football, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. And we don't have enough equipment for that. Um, basketball, uh, the kids cannot – they can do basketball. But we've got around it where basically we let the kids get their own basketball. Like, so they grab it and they shoot at their own hoop. So we've literally – it's literally become what – um what people don't want PE to become where it's just like, okay, get a basketball and go shoot. Like, and we don't want to do that. We want to, you know, be able to do more stuff, but we're so limited in what the district allows us to do. Mm -hmm. And so they have to get their own basketball. And then we're done. Uh, They come with me and they stand outside the closet. I'm inside and I get like solution. I spray the ball down. They just twist the ball and they throw it in a box and it dries off. And next period, New set of kids get it, you know, kind of thing. It's either that or just take the kids outside and walk every day on the track. So, which some of the other middle schools, but uh, that that's how it's changed drastically. I mean, it, it's a lot easier per se, but I, I feel bad because you know these kids like they they want to get into doing stuff and learning, you know, more about sports because a lot of these kids they've never played a sport in their life, you know, just because uh, um, drastically everything's changed. You know, it's it's not like where you and I when we were younger. We were outside running around playing basketball, football. Mm-hmm. We're trying to emulate, you know, like Bruce Smith or Emmett Smith or Troy Aikman or whoever. You know, we're trying to emulate them, you know, in the streets when we play football. Like these kids, like they really don't watch sports, but, you know, they don't really do nothing. But they're like, screw it. I want to play. And so we're literally, even though they're like in middle school, but it's almost kind of like if, if you're working with like that six, seven year old kid who's never who's wanting to learn for the first time. That's kind of what it's like. And so it, it, it gets tough. But uh that's kind of how it's changed for us, but I mean, overall, I mean, I'm fine with it. You know, kids are happy; it's all good. So, yeah, my job has been absolute hell. Um, <laughs> you know, you go from occupying your office uh, for nine, ten hours a day. Um, you know, there was a routine, man. You, uh, you know, you get up. You get ready, you get dressed. I'm driving 10 minutes up the road, you know, listening to either our show, if it's a Monday, listening to it for like 10 minutes or listening to somebody else, Um, you know, stop at HEB, grab some donuts for the people who work in the accelerator, Um, get to my office, you know, get kind of unpacked, get settled in, Um, go get a couple of glasses of coffee that Pam just made Um, and, you know, talk to the students. Kids will call, kids will email, kids will come in, um, you know, get to get up, walk around the campus a little bit. You know, it was uh, it was the college experience, man. And then all of a sudden, like, we're not on campus. Like, I'm just in the house, you know, taking the calls and the emails. But there's something missing in the communication. There's something missing in the interaction. Um, 
things all of a sudden take longer to do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you don't have the same resources because the biggest difference outside of, of course, not being on campus is they limited who had phones. So it used to be if a kid has a problem with a teacher, mm-hmm. I can call the teacher or wait, I wait, can wait, go. What? If a kid had a problem with the teacher, like, oh, um, I'm having X issues with assignments, you know. I could call a teacher and be like, hey, you know, my student is saying that they're having this problem. Is there anything we can do on our end to help out? Is there anything that maybe they're not? um, Is there anything you're communicating to them they don't seem to be understanding that I can sit down and talk to them for a half hour about? You know what I mean? Like it was it was a community. It was a network, you know, and um, or sometimes I could just go to a teacher's office and have a conversation, you know, like that was available. But. All that's I, I couldn't even tell you the number like just. There are probably. I don't know, 20 different English instructors, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a low number. So if there are 20 English instructors, that means there are 20 history, government, math, uh, biology. You know, we have roughly, I don't know, like 40 different disciplines, right? Even if each of those disciplines only had 10 different instructors, it's 400 instructors, right? Mm-hmm. So what happens is, whereas every instructor had a phone, they don't have 400 virtual lines. So you all of a sudden can't talk to people, you oh, know? True, yeah. And so, yeah, like you can't. And it's not even just them. Like, deans didn't have phones. You know what I mean? Um the veterans office didn't have phones. Continuing education didn't have phones. And so a lot of it was figure it out or tell the kid to wait. And that's rough, man. It really is. Um, especially when we have, we don't have a quota per se, but I can not fix a kid's problem. And then I get an email from my boss a week later. Like, yeah, that kid reached out to the Dean. So we need to satisfy, satisfy what they need. And I'm like, I'm staring at 400 emails a day, man. Like, I'm, I'm not, not trying to do it, but it's so much, you know? So um, I had a conversation with my boss, and conventional wisdom is that we're not going back until next fall. Holy crap. Yeah, so. Luckies. No, no, but again, I understand what you're saying because because mm-hmm. our jobs are different. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you can do that. Not that there's less, I'm not saying there's less accountability for you, but you are dealing with a smaller population that in most cases are doing the same thing. You know what I mean? Like, the kids you have pretty much have the same classes. You know? Um, even if they have different teachers, if they aren't taking, and I'm, I'm spitballing because I don't know your kids, but mm-hmm. whatever classes they aren't taking this eight weeks or six weeks, mm-hmm. they're taking it the next one and they're flipping. You know what I mean? No, like they it's, don't do that. Oh, so it's all just kids it, pretty much taking the same class. Yeah. For sure, for sure. So it, the, it's The only just, one that flips, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, is uh, just health class. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. But you're probably dealing with what? Uh, maybe 10 instructors per grade? No. And when, and oh, wait, wait, no. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, give or take, I would say maybe less. Less than that, okay. And when, what's the biggest difference, though? The kids don't care. And when I say the kids don't care, if if there's a problem with the kid in class, it's the parent reaching out, right? For me, it's Mm-mm. always really okay. <laughs> well, it, it just it really depends. Um, so or the teacher, I guess. Yes, it's yeah. more the teacher reaching out. Like uh, basically, I mean, even with everything, like you know, the the weird thing is, like I said, you know, times have changed. It, it's 
we do have, you know, luckily our school, we do have a lot of parents that do care about the kids' education. Like, they'll email and be like, hey, my kid's laptop, whatever, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's not working right now. Um, you know, just want to let you know. So, we're like, okay, cool, no problem. And then we have some kids where literally, like, there's one kid who has yet to show up remotely to any of my classes, even the first nine weeks, whatever. And I'm like, you know, where's this kid? And, you know, these other kids are like, oh, yeah, I just texted him. I'm like, hey, you know, we're supposed to be in class. And he said, no, I'm not showing up to class. Like, he'll do the assignments that that we post. A lot of them, majority of them are blank assignments, you know. So we got to at least count them present for that. But as far as grades, it's like, you know, with that, like, you know, some parents do, some parents don't. Um, the, the crazy thing is that um, with our district, because now that Austin, uh, for those of y'all that don't know, Austin, uh, Travis County, we're now officially stage five. Yeah. Like, it, it, we hit stage five, was it this weekend or last weekend? Or? I think it was last weekend. Yeah. We they hit, kinda, but what's weird is they kind of snuck it out. They didn't yeah. really go hard and say it. They're like, oh, yeah, we're in stage five now. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, you know, leadership is pussy around here. You know, no, no one wants to no, no one wants to do their damn job. It's crazy. But, um, or no one wants to be the bad guy, which is stupid because, like, you know, and essentially you're going to be the bad guy at some point. You might as well just do it now and do your damn job. Mm-hmm. But, um, so it's going to limit you know, our class size is now even more like we're going to have to scale back. And there's a lot of parents that want to send their kids back, but they sick of these fucking kids. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. A lot of it is. And I get it. They ain't used to being around their kids that much. Yeah. Like you don't know, you don't know how annoying your kid is. Cause really you only seeing them like four or five hours a day. If that (laughs) they go into school, they come home and if they got practice, you don't see them till seven, eight at night. Mm -hmm. They in bed by 10. You just see them eat, watch them, TV, play some fucking switch, and then wake up and forget to brush their teeth and go to school. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm mean, saying, yeah, I'm saying you're looking at these motherfuckers every day, all day, yeah, just in your house eating up all the damn food. Yeah, and I mean that that's kind of what it comes down to. But a lot of our kids like they travel, and so because you know a lot of them, they do have the means and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and so we're us teachers, we're more worried. We're like, what the hell? Like you know, we have a lot of kids that are st- still traveling. They're probably still out of the country, kind of thing. We don't know where the hell they're at. We, you know, we kind of more or less have an idea, but we're like, we don't know what they're doing. And I will give props to Austin ISD. Mm. Uh, they are very proactive. Um, uh, Mike's wife, Leslie, sent me a copy of the email of like what the superintendent is sending to everybody, parents, teachers, everybody, staff, whoever. Um, they're going to have two options when we come back January 5th, either 100% remote. Or they're just going to shut down operations, which means it's going to be like no teaching, no nothing going on for a while. Everybody's still going to get paid. Which I think, you know, personally, I think every school district in Texas, really across the country, should really do something like that. That should be on the board. But I I know, I think with us, our plan is we're going to go right back in person. Like, everything's willy-nilly okay kind of thing. And that, you know, like I said, it makes us nervous. Because, like I said, we know a lot of kids are traveling. so For sure, for sure. Um, but, you know, big props, big shout-out to Austin ISD for being proactive and uh, caring about your staff, your teachers, your kids, you know, the parents, everybody, your community. Big shout-out to y'all. Yeah, we, um, you know, we, we can't, like, dance around what we're talking about with 2020, you know. Mm-hmm. COVID-19 hit in March and beat the fucking block up, dog, and fuck the streets up. Yep. You know, Um we are in a worse spot now than we've ever been. Um, you know, losing three thousand people a day, man. Um, and and people who you have a situation where when you do the holidays, it's literally you, your mother, and your father. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't 
go out. You're not around a bunch of people. To me, there's no issue with living like that because you're doing the things they say you're supposed to do. You're, mm-hmm. You maintain a small group. Um, you know, that, that's, that's the way it's intended to be. Man, people I'm cool with, people who be out every weekend, three, four times a weekend, Jeez. was sitting right up at their mama house on Christmas. I'm like, yo, like, what are you doing? Like, I am someone who understands tradition. I'm also not somebody who finds a lot of value in tradition. I, I think that, <laughs> I think that, no, because I think a lot of tradition is rooted in the idea of, um, People not being to have autonomy, people not being able to live for themselves and think for themselves. And in a lot of cases for me, tradition is a way of diminishing a person's own life choices and decisions. This is what you're expected to do. And so you do it regardless of the ramifications and issues that may arise from it. Um, and so like, as bad as I want to see my mom, I see my mom in you know, months. I haven't seen my mom since February. You know, I understand. um, I've seen people be like, yo, if you're doing the right thing, like, it's not no problem. I'm like, I understand that. But if my mother is uncomfortable, you know, if she's worried about me being too close to somebody in a store and then all of a sudden come home, I got to rock with that. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not mad at her. Shout it's, out, Mama to Hawk. me, it's being responsible. And so I'm like, yeah, no, I I get it. But damn, I wish you motherfuckers would sit down. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I wish you stop going out so that we can kick it, man. Like it, it's y'all seeing the same people out there. It's it's the same. It's the same vibe. Like you're not doing nothing special. The like, same hey, reproductive man, organs that man, you felt before. I understand that you stuck in the house. You want to do something different. Um, we all know, are. But we all, yeah, we all do though. But if we go all buy a did, puppy, invest in your kids, play did video the games. Thing that you do, we would all die. <laughs> yes. Please have some respect. Um, but you know, it's, it's a case where, and it's not just America, right? But we are kind of the biggest example of what well, we should have to get a vaccine because these motherfuckers don't know how to act like American individualism in this case somehow made it to where a large population of America is fine with 3000 of their neighbors dying every day, as long as they aren't told what to do. That's normally America in a nutshell, and normally just, yeah, just people, you know. Shit is nasty. Yo, so, okay. Very selfish people. Really quick, I watched uh, Wonder Woman 84 over the weekend. Yeah. Okay, so, spoilers, I'm warning y'all now. (laughs) Basically, um, without giving too much away... If you don't want to hear the spoilers, switch over to the Jim Cornette experience. Thank you very much. Something happened to where, like... Uh, Pedro Pascal's character gained the ability to basically be a genie. Mm-hmm. Like he would, he can grant you a wish, but there would be like a negative side effect to it. Yeah. And so he's granting these wishes, and everything's getting fucked up. And somehow they convinced every person who made a wish to rescind their wish to save the world. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, we're living in a world right now where niggas wish to go out <laughs> and won't stop doing it <laughs> to save people. Niggas up whatever they wish for you nope. think niggas would give up a million dollars to save the world nope. no they're gonna try to they're gonna find a way to fuck that money up before the world ends <laughs> that was the biggest not the fucking lasso not super strength not the lady who was part cheetah none of that shit was fake motherfuckers giving up their wishes for the betterment of everybody else was the fakest shit i ever seen oh yeah and this year proves it oh my yep. god yeah man so um 
you know, in a perfect world. Like, uh, I got, um, you remember my friend, uh, Siamara? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I remember. So, I remember, she, yeah. um, after undergrad, she mm-hmm. went to go, uh, she went to nursing school. And then she's like a traveling nurse. Oh, and nice. So, she's banking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, basically, like, she was based out of California, but, like, they would send her to, like, Europe and they'd send her to like Asia and like South America. Oh. Like, she was moving around. Yeah, like, she, yeah. And so she'd always have like dope Instagram pictures of, oh, I'm in this city working out of this hospital for these two weeks. This shit was dope, right? Mm-hmm. So she ended up, uh, you know, COVID hit and she's probably like my closest uh, connection medical wise, like in the medical field, to yep. watching all the stuff go. And you see the good days and the bad, man. They really put her through it. So she was back home working out of El Paso. And uh, she decided that she was going to go back to California. Mm-hmm. How about they told her, since she's not going to be working out of that hospital, they won't give her the vaccine. Like, she hasn't left yet. But they decided they have to ration out the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And so, since she's leaving, she can't get it. And she was in fucking tears. And I, I totally understand. Like, she putting her life on the line every day for people. And granted, a lot of people who get it. It's not their fault. You know, it's a pandemic. So, well. But, but let me finish. Just, okay. And I, when I say a lot, I didn't say the majority. Yeah. I said a lot. Mm-hmm. But there are a significant amount of people being irresponsible who are mm-hmm. catching this thing. Yeah. You know, and she and other people like her put their bodies on the line every day to try to save these people's lives. And they're not giving her about that. She's a frontline worker. I thought she's supposed to get automatically. If I think it has to do with contracts, too, though. She's a frontline worker, but mm-hmm. she's probably going to have to get it from whatever hospital she returns to. Oh, so she's getting to California. Probably, yeah. It's fucked up. Good for nah, it's it, fucked up. No, nah, she needs to stay out of California, stay her ass in Texas. It's fucked just, up, yeah, man. That's so. that, that's one of those things where it's like I, I know you mm-hmm. right right now is not the time to travel and do stuff like that. This is the time right now just to kind of stay put. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, hell, you're going to be paying gross taxes over there in california anyway i mean you know and you they, know they take care of her she's straight yeah, but, but still more important taxes it's like damn so i say that to say mm-hmm. so she can't get the vaccine right your governor got the vaccine oh i bet he did freaking hot wheels all those people that were talking shit about all those covid people who said first COVID ones to get it real mm-hmm. who said they are hyping up covid in order to take money from x y and z mm-hmm. they want to mess up the fabric of america all that bullshit was right there getting a shot in their yep. fucking arm. Yep. They were the first ones to get it. What a bunch of cowards. And guess what? All of them cowards. None of these none of these crackers who support them are calling them out on their bullshit. No, of Because they're all liars. <laughs> they are all full of shit. All pussy, all cowards. None of them actually stand for anything. They stand for the green. Yeah, they stand for bread. And they stand mm-hmm. for... Really, they, they stand for... Not being held accountable is what they stand for. Yeah, that's true. They want to fucking stay on the playground all fucking day. They want to occupy the slide and the goddamn swings and the merry-go-round. Don't want to let nobody else play. Mm-hmm. Some fucking bullshit. Yep. Since since all this is whatever, you know what? The governor showed open up uh, the governor's mansion for tours again. Yeah. And you sit right there in the fucking house. Yep. Yeah, sit you right, sit there. Sit pop, right there. Pop a fucking wheelie. Yep. Rotate on that bitch. Yep. Do it. Do a 360 and wave at all the people. Since you're, you're, you know, you want everything to be open, bars, businesses, you want gyms, come the out schools. To the club. Let's yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get his wrinkly, yeah. no leg using no ass out there. For anything. And well, we he can't stand for anything anyway. 
No, I'm serious. I, you know, it, it, it's it's not it's not even whatever. You know, but with him specifically, no, fuck him. The the jokes are gonna fly with that guy. Fuck him. I want to put him in the Our time machine. Our governor is pussy. He's a coward. I want to put him in the time machine. Send him to 1962. Put him in the middle of a diner so everybody thinks he's staging a sit-in. <laughs> okay, so um, 2021, man. I'm not one for like resolutions. Nope. Um, I think that they're dumb. You gotta, you know, um. I, I think for people, for a lot of people, they work and their brain works like that. And I think mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. For me, it's more like, you know, it's just it's just more business to handle. You know what I mean? Um, what do you want out of your 2021? I just want people to finally not be selfish. Mm-hmm. You know, let's all work together to defeat this uh, virus that, you know, other countries have already eradicated. And, you know, let, let's let's get back to business and, you know, get back to things being normal. Everybody wants everything normal, but nobody wants to put in the effort and the work. Um, also, need people to stop fronting, man. <laughs> you tired of that cabin? Yeah, we, we need people like, I'm sorry, but there's a lot of business out there that some people you need to just keep to yourself. Mm. And then you wonder why really messed up stuff happens to you. Well, you're doing it to yourself because either you're capping or you're letting out too much information that does not need to be anybody's business. And, you know, you see everybody, you see people getting, you know, clout, attention. No, just, just mind your business. Sick of the cap? I, I'm sick of everything. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm sick of a lot of things, you know, j- just seeing it there. And I'm just kind of like, you know what, you're doing this to yourself. Like, if something happens, that's on you. Because, you know, you think this real Housewives of Atlanta type shit, and it's not. Like, you know, you're just some raggedy crusty normal person like yourself and myself like no 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 one cares okay um but you know also going to the resolutions like you know don't post post it publicly on social media guys because (laughs) more likely you're gonna fail you're not gonna do anything and then you're gonna look like an idiot you're gonna wonder why everybody's making fun of you that's why so just keep it to yourself when you accomplish your resolution then put it out there Hmm. sure do the reverse effect don't put it out there now because, again, these people, they don't care about you. People that retweet you, like, they don't care about you. Okay? Just keep it to yourself. Focus on yourself. Work on yourself. Yeah. I think for me, um, you know, we're, we're doing this on, uh, what is it, Sunday the 27th. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday, the 26th, um, pro wrestler uh, Jonathan Hubert, known to most people as uh, Luke Harper and Brody Lee, uh, passed away, um, had a non-COVID-related lung issue he'd been dealing with for a while, mm. had been off TV for a while, uh, passed away at 41. And, um, you know, good good wrestler, good act, all that. But the most important thing you saw everybody say was how much he loved his family, how he worshipped his wife and his kids. And, you know, you could see him talk about it. You could see it through just the things that he did, um, you know, the way his expression would change about his family. So... Um, the biggest thing for me, um, just going forward, not so much, you know, cause it's 2021, but, um, I want to make sure that the people I care about know that I care about them. You know what I mean? I want to, um, I want to really, one of my biggest problems is I get in my own head so much that I'm convinced that people don't have 
the strongest feelings for me. So in turn, sometimes I shy away from the things that I feel. And I want to be better to people. I want to be better to the people around me. Um, I want to make sure they know where I stand and how I feel about them. Right. Um, and then on, you know, on, on this end more, man, I want to keep building what we've been doing, man. We, we've had, uh, you know, this this upward trajectory like for so long. And even this year when things slowed down, you know, we still like we had the episode that like 5000 people listened to, which was weird and random. But I was like, OK, you know, I'll rock with it. Um, you know, we we did more stuff um, media wise. Um, yeah, you did. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Got, um, you know, got in good to some circles that we're going to mm-hmm. be doing work with. So that was cool. Um, Made a certain. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Person. Um, what I really elevated. don't want. What I really don't want. Like I want. I want people to stop lying, man. Just like you said. Like, yeah. I'm dealing with this. Tired of it. I'm dealing with this situation. where You're all losers like me, guys. Just admit it. Where I, I think that people. A strong segment of the population. Mm-hmm. Who. Um, absorbs the media we do and sees the things that we say, like a really strong population of them weren't outside. Like we were outside. They didn't grow up in the situations that we grew up in. And so Mm -hmm. like when you make a joke about them, like they take it personal, they're like, that's negative and that's toxic. And why would you say that about the people in the community? And I'm like, yo, like that's how it goes. Like I'm going to give you this podcast and this interview and this insight on this stuff. Then I'm making a joke. Like, you're not above jokes. You know what I'm saying? Like, And here's the thing, yo. And that's one thing I was noticing. Because, like, you know, I saw the feed from yesterday and everything and all those people. And, oh, it's so taxing and meh, meh, meh. Okay, whatever. Shut up, asshole. <laughs> There's a reason why, if in 2021, if you see people that resemble Stan Gable, Ogre, and the Alpha Betas, and if they come for you, you did it to yourself. Okay? Because you're taking some of this... Some of the stuff way too serious. And when people like that show up at your doorstep and they give you the business, you only have yourself to blame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I just think we should have fun. Um, I, I hate like this idea that like pro wrestling of all things is this place where you can only you should only say nice things. And then you should leave everything else out of it. Well, no. Fuck pro wrestling. I completely disagree. I think that every... Nothing is safe. Nothing is safe. Everything demands criticism. Yes. Like, that's just the way it goes. Like, like there's no... Only God is perfect. And I even got questions for him. Oh, I got a lot of questions (laughs) for that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? There's a reason why he hasn't killed me off here, because he knows I'm going to take over. I got questions for him. Um... But yeah, I just think that there's no harm in making a joke. Like, I can't make a joke about you being a virgin, but I'm watching the same stuff that you watch, and like, I know the same people you know, and like, I find that same stuff interesting. I'm making a joke about me too. You don't need to internalize it. Yeah, you don't. Like, uh, it's probably because they feel like they really are virgins and they really are. Get some goddamn coochie then. Look Look at half of them. Even, even the person that we're about to talk in a minute, I'm going to point out some reasons why they're not. Take, like, think about the amount of things that I don't take personally. Because motherfuckers be on my head 
But like, it's just how it goes. Like, if, if if you again, if you're not attacking my family and you're not wishing evil on me, what I look like taking it serious, man. It's just not that deep. So I hope that going forward, more people understand like this is just the way it goes. Like this dude was mad at me. He was like, "You're using your following to ha- you're using your following and your clout to have people attack me on Twitter." But uh, I'm like, no, what are you talking about? I'm using my following. Like, you came at me, and I wasn't having it. So if somebody decided to talk about you, that's between y'all. Like, I, I don't I don't have control over these people. We are grown. You could have just sat there and shut the fuck up, yep. and it wouldn't have been no issue. Mm-hmm. Eat your cold piece of lunchable, lunchable. Yep, or your hot dog from the gas station. Yeah, or your kid cuisine. Eat your manwich. Or your, uh, your Mountain Dew and Funyuns. Yeah, have a ball off that shit. Fucking turn on Fortnite. I don't know. Have a monster and milk duds. Jesus. <laughs> monster and milk duds. Oh my god. Um, yeah, so I mean it's just like I I somebody was like, you you just contribute. If all you contribute is negative to the community, you're not doing anything. Dog, the only reason you even know who I am, the only reason you even have this tweet to interact with is because of all the shit that I've done. Mm-hmm. It's because of the podcast, the interviews, the videos, the articles. That's the only reason I'm popping up is because I did a lot of work to get here. And all they did was just... All you did was get a fucking cartoon Avi. In your mama's basement, touching yourself. Yeah, sitting your soft ass in a, in a wood bag. panel basement. Super Nintendo plugged up to the ground. Oh, no controls. Beanbag chair and stuff. And you mad at me. Like, and, and here's what I hate. Um, I hate when they say, oh, um, how, why are you being negative when negativity led to ex-wrestlers' death? And it's like, you're the we cause are, of somebody no, no, dying? No. It's like we are. No, no, no. It had nothing to do with me. Okay. But it's like, yo, we are adults. Mm-hmm. You need to really understand what nuance is and, and stop trying to equate these things that don't go together. Me making a joke about a segment of the wrestling population is not a bunch of fans deciding to be racist and attacking and interracial wrestler to the point or a biracial wrestler i apologize to the point where they're not comfortable being here anymore it is not the same thing you know and Mm -hmm. it pisses me off every time because i'm like yo you are too smart to think these things these things are the same you're way too smart for that but you know motherfuckers gonna do their thing one thing i'm going to do in 2021 i'm not gonna be apologetic for things that i don't have to apologize for you're just gonna grow up and i'm not the person who's like oh you need thick skin and stop being soft like i'm not that guy i'm just like be realistic i'm not personally attacking you i'm not calling you names i'm not attacking you i'm talking in generalities about people Mm -hmm. like so there's nothing for you to take personal Quit being so damn corny. Good God. Okay. All right. I'm back down. I'm back down. Anything else you want to talk about? I do. Okay. So, uh... It turns out that <laughs> you got fried about a week ago. I did. By I did. probably the world's biggest incel. So, you, if you guys listen to uh, this show regularly... 
Mm-hmm. We did an episode. Uh, so this is one twenty-five. We said, right? Yeah. Um, let me see. This is one twenty-five, and so episode one sixteen was titled Otaku. Yeah, and that was like my first experience with the wrestling otaku. Um, if for any reason you missed, no that, kind of wrestling with his build. Wrestling otaku is um, a wrestling YouTuber who reviews Hentai. at this point just about every uh, wrestling TV show each week. Um, gives predictions for pay per views. Drops in, um, you know, his opinions on on wrestling, um, you know, throughout the week. Talks about a few other things. He's a big Baltimore Ravens fan. Um, you know, on occasion, waxes philosophically about the things he'd like to do to a female wrestler. Um, so that's kind of his his brand. Now, um, I have to say this: where I'm one to make these general. Um, general observations about a wrestling fan with no face, a faceless fan. Mm-hmm. Just a general joke about what people think about wrestling fans, how they interpret them. Mm-hmm. He kind of fits the bill. He really does. Yes, um, that gross incel a, living in the basement. He is a, a heavy set gentleman. Um he does not have the most conventional of haircuts. Um hygiene tends to recycle the same clothes. Yep. Um and does do his work out of probably has potato sacks for pants. Does do his work out of his uh mom's his basement. Fa- his family's house, mm-hmm. right? So so there are the things that we exaggerate and joke about. Some of those things he does live, right? Yeah. Um I do find him endlessly entertaining because you and you always say it. You like I love to hype up bad shit. Yeah, you do. Um, but I, I, I just there's just an audacity and like an attitude that people like him have toward things that I just find charming. Genuinely I do. Um, and so, you know, I'm watching his videos for a while and like I had like, you know, I'll get on Twitter and like I'll joke about him. But sometimes his videos skew along the lines of like, here's why I hate women. And so I actually uh, made a video with me pretending to be him. And basically, I was like, you know, saying that he gets girls, but virtually. Like, he's never met them. He's never really dealt Zoom with them. Zoom meeting women. Yeah, he's never actually, like, experienced dating a woman. Um, or apple and pie. I thought it was hilarious, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people did, too. And a lot of people got a pretty good reaction, right? There was yeah. like a couple hundred people who were like, yo, this is so funny. He was not amused. No, he was like, I am not amused. He's not amused. Um, he says, and actually, I'll put the audio at the very beginning of this show so you guys can hear it. <laughs> um, so basically, he was like, he was talking about fake fans and how there were people who... Uh, you know, claimed to be fans or cool with him and jumped on his Discord and we're talking about how they like the show and then started trolling him, right? And I'm like, damn, he got an ass, right? Then he's like, and one more thing. I was like, okay, one more thing. There's this guy on Twitter and I was like, oh shit, that's gotta be me. Oh, shit. <laughs> There's this guy on Twitter, you know, with the freaking with the freaking buzz cut, you know, with the with the with the, the uh, 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 
the kid from House Party. The kid from House Party, um, <laughs> who uh, this failed podcaster from Dallas or San, San Antonio, Antonio or wherever. Shout out to San Antonio. Um, and uh, he, when he's like, and he did this parody of me. He's like, if you're going to do a parody, it needs to be more accurate. Bro, th- do you know what a parody is? No, he doesn't. <laughs> I'm not Daniel Day Lewis. Like I'm not doing your your biopic for goddamn Fox Studios, the bro. Man works like one day a week at Target. He don't I know what shit is. The thing is, I, my parody was to exaggerate the things that he talks about, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was mad at me. That nigga hates me. And then he was like, <laughs> "Okay." So the funny part is, you you kind of gotta be from where we're from. When I say we, he's from Maryland, and I'm from Maryland too. Mm-hmm. So the thing you got to understand about Maryland is um, one of the earliest colonies, right, has a very strong black population. But also, you know, you go north and you're in Pennsylvania, strong white population. You go south, you're in Virginia and West Virginia, strong white population. You know, so it's really a melting pot. Like Peanut has met my cousins and Peanut knows me. What am I saying? Like mm-hmm. both my parents are black, but like. If I'm not outside, I'm super light skinned. My um I mean my grandmother, uh, you met her, she's yep. really fair with green eyes. Yeah, I remember um, her, yeah. My uh my uncle Craig's son Dominic is really fair with gray eyes. Craig is darker than me. Craig Arino. And Craig's wife Dion, my aunt, is like uh, has a really not a really dark complexion, but is like brown skin, you know? It's just like I come from a family where, regardless of who we marry, we could have really, really bright kids. Mm-hmm. So, as soon as I saw wrestling otaku, I knew he was black. Like, his hair let me know he was black. And even the way he talks let me know. But, most people aren't from where I'm from, so they assumed he was a white guy. Why is it funny? Because he was like, yo, and you can tell all those people who follow you on Twitter, you can tell those coons. And I was like, yo! <laughs> oh, shit. Yo! <laughs> You can tell those coons uh, to like stop talking shit, and they can go, you know, pansy ass losers keep their name out my fucking mouth. Yo, he lit into them, and everybody was like, "Yo, does this white man call us coons?" (laughs) And I had to have his back (laughs) because I mean, he not really, he don't really want beef. Like, what are we talking about, right? If if the world was beef with some Burger King, if the world was open WrestleMania weekend, I would absolutely invite him to Tampa to do an interview. I would. I'd piece him live, up right afterwards. To do a live interview because I got to understand. I got to know. I just need to know. So it ain't really beef, but boy, he was mad as shit. Well, no, no. Th- this is how it's going to make sense of why he is the way he is. Okay. He bitches, he complains and moans and wah, wah, why don't women like me? Well, you know what? You got pigs in a blanket for fucking fingers. That's oh why women don't like you. Oh, my goodness. You don't have sausage fingers. You got pigs in a blanket for fingers. I okay. do think, and we addressed it in a way, uh, a way safer way last time we talked about mm-hmm. it. But um, the women he's attracted to, um, that Wouldn't he's he? expressed being attracted to, yeah, he is not doing the proper things to attract them. No, like I said, he he, you look at him just in that video, but that video where you know he went in on you, he literally looks like his hygiene. Like you can smell the Mountain Dew and Funyuns <laughs> and the Cool Ranch Doritos off of that. <laughs> like like, like seriously, that? no. Like what's he gonna do? He runs a 40 in 11 seconds. We did clock it. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, even, even if he did try to charge you, 
it's going to be a while. You might as well have a fucking Snickers while you wait for him to charge you. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know, with his little I wish belt, you know what? When the world opens, you know what? Fuck this. When the world opens up, you know what? To avenge everybody, mm-hmm. I'm going to make that trip to Maryland. I'm going to stomp his ass out. I'm going to take that little I wish belt. I'm going to throw in the trash and get right back on the plane and come back to Texas <laughs> and get some Salt Lake barbecue as soon as I land. That's what's going to happen. You know why? Because Otaku, you're an incel, you're disgusting, you're gross, you're built like 200 pounds of chewed up bubble gum, and you look like Snorlax. That's why no one's giving you the goddamn yams. <laughs> Good God. Drop the flex bomb on it. You're the pansy ass loser. I gotta approve the comments on YouTube. No, you shut the fuck up, you pansy. Quit being pussy. Let people post what they, what they really want to post about you. Quit being pussy. Well, I mean, that about sums it up. Um, I, I did make a uh, a voice tweet waving the white flag, which wasn't really ma- me waving the white flag. Mm-hmm. It was me making fun of everybody he called a coon. But then he sent me a video on an Etch-A-Sketch saying that, yo, he appreciates me waving the white flag and it's not beef. That man is in his own world. And I, for one, appreciate it because it gives me great YouTube entertainment. He's disgusting. He disgusts me. Like I said, I really can't wait for this world to open up because that's the first thing we're doing. Is I'm taking this money, get first class flight to Maryland. And I'm going to stomp him out, take that little I wish belt and throw in the trash right in front of him. To pull up on the rest of no time. Yes. And it's going to be taped so everybody can see that this guy is a pansy loser. And then the next time he does a little video with his little tic-tac teeth. And he's going to say, sorry, guys, it's going to be a month before I can record again, so that little bandage. Well, good luck to the rest of Otaku, man. I hope your Christmas and New Year, uh, Christmas was great. I hope your New Year goes great. Hoping for the best for you as always. Um, so before we get out of here, last show of 2020. Um, anything else you want to speak on? Just um, everybody be merrily, you know. Just uh. Everybody just be calm and just relax and, you know, hey, we'll, uh, let's all do our part and, uh, everything will be all right once everybody does their part and, you know, jokes are great, but let, let, let's stop the clout. Let's stop, let's stop caring about people we really don't care about. Let's stop trying to hype up people that we really have no interest in. Just because they put something out there. Let's stop that because that, that actually does more damage than anything. I promise you, skipping that New Year's Eve party won't hurt you. Yep. You won't think about it the next day. Nope. Let's be safe. Let's take care of one another. Let's be good to one another. And I, I, I know people are like, it's not hard to be kind. And I totally get that. I don't need you to be kind. I need you to be decent. Um, Think about what you're doing to hurt the man or woman or kid next to you. Um, And think about how much more your life benefits by those people being around. It's the South Congress podcast, episode 125. My name is Cameron. I'm Tristan. And we're out. Bye. Want to support the show? Want a specific topic, comment, show, or movie discuss? Supporting the South Congress podcast on Patreon allows you to dictate the conversation. Visit patreon.com slash Seahawk for details on how you can support and guide the show.